Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. I have a very short amount of time before my next class comes in, but I do have a question. How do we prepare for the unexpected if the unexpected is unexpected? <laughs> like, how do we do that? Because people always say that, prepare for the unexpected. It's like, what the heck? How do I know what to expect if I don't expect it? But um, I'm thinking about this question because, as I said in the last video, I had to go take my car to the shop during this break. Um, and what I have to get fixed, the part is like 200 I think like $270. I had to get an oil change, too, so I went ahead and got it there. And, you know, like when you go to those specialty shops and not just like a Walmart or whatnot, like they oil changes already be like 50 something dollars. So with tax, it was like 60. Then my air filter was out and he did show it to me. And that's the second time they've shown it to me. Every time I go get an oil change, I'd always be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, no, just put it back. And that was another $30. So I spent like a hundred something dollars. To, I spent like a hundred dollars today just on an oil change and the air filter, and then that's not including the two hundred seventy. I'm about to have to pay for the part and service probably tomorrow or Thursday to get whatever is going on in my transmission. Stale face. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm grateful, I'm laughing for real, and I don't feel no ways in a big way because, like I said, I'm so grateful I I have the money right now to do it. Is it an inconvenience? Yes. Is it something I, I wanted to pay for? Heck no. Is it something that I was really prepared to do? Like, no, I didn't think, I just I just had my check engine light come on. A month ago and they fixed something on it so it, it's really actually irritating because I'm like after this if this thing come back on after I pay for this part take the whole car because at this point it's like are you just fixing it to the point of me having to bring it back to buy one more part like let me know everything and for me I'm one of those people who like you know I'm a single woman right now, so it's like I don't want to ever be stuck on side of the road because I have been before, like, but back in the day before I really had my own car, I was, like, in my sister's car. Like, I don't want to be stuck on the road. I don't want to be nowhere and just not have what I need, you know. Yeah, I've had a flat tire and stuff before, and, yeah, I got AAA, but if there's something I feel like is a little bit in my control, like a light or something comes on that tells me, I need to get something fixed. I try to keep the oil changed and the maintenance up on my car. So I don't like delaying those type of things. I don't like driving around and that light is just kind of looking at me. <laughs> and like those are things I, I do with immediate urgency, even if it's super inconvenient because that's my transportation and I got to get around. So if it's something that I need to fix, even if I want to wait on it, I don't even just take the risk. And plus, I, the car that I have now, I do want to try to maintain it a little bit because for me, like, yes, I do want a nicer car. Right now I have a little Nissan, but um, my niece, I want to say she's about in seventh grade or so. She'll probably be driving. She could start driving at 16, you know, like you can get your permit and stuff. But I, I would want to be able to pass down my car to her because I know her mom can't just up and get her a car. That's how I was. Like, I just got my first car at what? 
how old was I when I came back? But I also moved to New York for two years. It probably would have been sooner, but, and you don't need a car there. But when I got back to Dallas, like, I didn't have a car at first. I didn't have a car for about a, almost, almost a year. It was probably a couple of months. And my dad helped me get it, but, you know, the family I come from, can't nobody put down and help me to get no car, help my niece or nothing to get a car. So um, I would love to like keep up, that's another incentive for me to keep up the maintenance on that car. So at least, you know, she has some good tires for at least two to even five years. Cause I feel like this car, Nissan's do pretty good if you keep the maintenance up on them. So does Hyundai, Hondas. So that's another reason for me to like keep the maintenance up. But I wasn't prepared for this, even though like I can do it, Financially, I'm still, I still feel like I'm in a place where I'm still learning how to save. I'm still paying down different debts to even have room to save because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just feel like I would rather pay down certain debts and certain bills than like sit there and know that this debt isn't curing any kind of uh, interest, but I had a savings sitting here like... It's just like, if that rainy day can't come, I'm gonna have to trust that God is gonna have something for me and I'm gonna have income coming in to pay for it at that time. But I, it's hard for me, to, I'm not gonna lie. It's like in this season, it's very hard for me to like save and save and save. And I'm in a place where I wanna increase my income. I wanna get this debt, any debt I have up off me. So. I'm just in a weird place and somebody may be watching this where you could save like $10 a day, $10 a week. And yes, that may work for you and it may work for me. I need to get on that. I need to get on the boat that I feel like it just makes sense for me. I don't know that I'll ever feel good about doing it, but that it just, I don't feel like I'm just kind of sitting on money that I can touch and there's another bill that could be getting paid, especially if it's debt. Um, I just don't feel good about that. And I just rather, like, I don't like the phrase even saving for a rainy day. Cause I feel like when you do save for a rainy day, like that rainy day comes. <laughs> so unless I'm like saving for a trip or saving for this, saving for a particular thing, like right now, with the season I'm in, that you may be in a different season or you may have parents that help you out or you may have a trust fund or if you're older listening or watching watching this or your income is different and the bills and stuff you take care of, like everybody is different financially and everybody's, you know, the advice you get can be different. You know, you listen to Dave Ramsey, he'll put you on this super strict budget until you go buy a cash car and then you breaking down the side of the road or you spending more money than you would have spent on a car note, on a newer car that you ain't got to constantly put money in. So even financial experts will tell you certain things that if you follow it to the, to the T, it may or may not work for you, you know? So I'm all about getting wisdom. I'm all about getting advice, but I'm also about discerning where you are and discerning, okay, how does this work for me? Because there are certain books I've read that is, that's like, yes, you should always save no matter what your financial situations are. And then I've read experts or I've heard advice where it's just like, if you got any kind of debt, you don't need to be investing in 
Bitcoin. You don't need to be investing in different things. All your extra money need to be going to getting that debt up off your back. <laughs> and so I, I align with that philosophy because it does give me anxiety to, to look at money that I have because I don't think of saving like, yes, I have our IRA and stuff like that, but that money you can't touch till a certain age. But just like a savings that's sitting in my other account, I, I can see it. I know I can touch it. And to know that that money is there and like there is a bill that I can be paying that's gaining interest because I'm not putting anything on it because I sacrificed that money just to have in my savings like that don't. And to look at 10, $15 like that ain't <laughs> that's that's not for me either. So. I'm still finding my own balance. I'm not telling y'all this to give me financial advice. I'm just sharing my journey because, uh, you know, hopefully it'll let you f reflect on yours too. Like make sure, yes, you're getting the knowledge, but that also you're preparing in a way that uh, allows you to feel comfortable. I'm of the belief that if something happens like my car, I, I did not expect my check engine light to come back on. Like literally, I just got something fixed at the top of January. So I was not expecting this, but I'm grateful because I have been working. I've been doing extra gigs and stuff. So this month particularly, I got extra income coming in, which is the perfect time for this light to come on if it was gonna come on at any other time. So that's why I'm not stressed about it. Is it still inconvenient? Yes, because I got plans <laughs> for the money coming in, but it's, it's still like, I just believe too, energetically, like when you're when you're working towards a certain thing, I always feel like God is source and God got me. So I'm not gonna be saving, putting money to the side when right now I don't feel like I'm in a season where what I wanna save is available to me. Like I would at least wanna save a hundred dollars a month and I could do that, but also I can look at that hundred dollars and be like, uh, I could put that on this credit card because mm. Because <laughs> this, this, this bill is looking at me like, uh, feed me. So um, that's just me. That's what, what I have for y'all, you know, in this segment. It's super short. Like, how do you prepare for the unexpected? And that's just one area of life. Like, that's one area is our finances. Another area, you know, is relationships. Like, you don't know when that relationship is going to come. If you're in a relationship, you don't know, you know, what things may arise that you'll have to prepare mentally or emotionally. You don't know what will go on in that person's life that you'll have to support somebody from. I have a friend, you know, who her fiance lost, lost his father. Nobody expected that. He wasn't super old or anything, you know, and when you're supporting somebody through that, like you don't, sometimes you don't even have all the tools and that's a, that's a heavy, burden and when I say burden I don't mean that in a bad way I just mean it's something to carry on top of whatever personal problems individually or together um, you already had you know so how do you prepare for that I don't know you know how do you prepare yourself for that you know the only way I can think of is that you know individually just I would be making sure I'm staying grounded in my spirituality, grounded in, 
you know, my faith, whatever that faith is for you, grounded in some personal practice that keeps my spirit uplifted so that when something does come, I'm able to have a perspective. I'm able to grieve with uh, in a healthy way. And that's part of the reason I tell you all the time about my past <laughs> smoking habit. But that's that goes into also why, like, I don't drink regularly. I don't smoke regularly. And I, those are things I used to do every time I went out, but those are habits I wanted to break because I told myself I don't want anything to be a crutch. And when I, times when I was down and out and I did those things heavily, like the habit got more heavy, you know? And so I wanted to break those things so that when life does hit, those are not the things I run to, I run to other things. So to me, that was preparation for mentally and emotionally hard times. You know, um, it's just like if you're playing a sport, how do you prepare to play that game? And in this game of life, there are multiple components there. You have to live, you need your finances, you need money, you need food, you need shelter, you need relationships. Like you can look at your life and say, okay, what are the things that I really see my life filled with? And how do I prepare not only to receive them, but sustain them and grow them in the area in which it matters? And how do you prepare for that? Only you can answer that question. But I just thought that question was important, um, you know, just as I'm <laughs> looking at my finances like, uh, God, if you want me to walk the work, just say that. Like, <laughs> but nah, I'm grateful that I got it, you know, but. You know, I'll, I don't think I'll ever be excited about like pop-up car emergencies. You know, I don't, I just don't. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be excited about that. But I'm grateful none of the least and I know that um, everything is working out. So, but these moments do help me. And it goes back to the question I asked in the last video, which was like, what are you grateful for now that you didn't have last year? And that's another thing, like, had this happened, I'd have been looking at that light on my dashboard like it's a flashlight or a Christmas light, because I wouldn't have had the money. I'd have been stressed out. Like, I would have had to call my dad, call my mom. And I'm just not in that season anymore. And I'm grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm so very grateful for that, that I'm in a different place. I feel like I can stand on my own two feet and I've worked for that. I've been intentional about that. But y'all, my next class is about to come in. That's the bell you hear. And that's all I have for you. So just kind of ask yourself that question for, for yourself. Like, how can I prepare for the unexpected? And then you can go through the list of different areas, whether it's your finances, whether it's something that you are, praying for or working towards or a goal you're trying to hit how can I prepare to receive this to cultivate it to sustain it when it gets here and then to grow it if it has the potential for growth so I love y'all so much and I'll see you on the next one